This episode of the Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Allstate. Yep, that's right. You're in good hands with Ben Sayer, Sayer Financial Services. Uh, be covered when uh, mayhem strikes. Home and auto coverage with Sayer Financial Services, Allstate, 732-449-4433. Check them out. Get a quote. Get on it. Mayhem happens. Be covered. And who else, Christine? Contifit.com. Com. You heard it right, everybody. Contifit.com. The best in personal training, in coaching, running, in your overall health. You want to feel better. You want to move functional fitness and coming at you. Let's face it together. Trademarked facial fitness and rehabilitation program. Looking better, feeling better. And uh, it's time to make some great changes for you. Contifit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with High Five Health and Fitness. And uh, really, when was the last time you sat down and talked to somebody about your health and where you are right now and where there is areas that can be improved and what needs to be done to feel better? Uh, and that's what we do. So uh, check it out, highfivehealthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at? You tell me, Christine Conti. These women and fitness association rock stars are where it's at. Really fun. Rock stars. We had Lindsay Rainwater. Uh-huh. Um, is back on the mic. Um, the CEO, the founder, the mastermind be- behind the Women in Fitness Association, which we refer to as WIFA, is back on. And she has some special programs and just amazing things that she talks about. And she's actually came on today to talk about emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So important. And um, I, I just, I think that you are going to love what she has to say and what she wants to kind of express to you all. Again, she likes to help wake people up and see what they already have in front of them and live a better life and go after your dream. She's, she's just fantastic. It's I really important it's, and it's so, it's overlooked. I mean, it's just one of those things that, that it's always right there in front right. of us and it's, you know, it's. It's our intuition. It's you know. It's the things that we that we always talk about. Our gut instincts mm-hmm. and 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 all those things. There's emotional intelligence. Um, you know, fight or flight. It's all there. Um, we just don't always use it so well. You know, it's like I always say. Like we always know what to do. We just mm-hmm. don't always do it. It you know. It's it's and and Lindsay nails it. Um, she's you know an expert at it, and she and she discusses it from her heart. And uh, and uses her intuition to uh, you know to feed us with some information on it, and it's fantastic. I would say that emotional intelligence is definitely a theme that pervades yes, this throughout. this show as well, um, because not only do we hear from Lindsay, but three other rock stars um, that are involved with WIFA. One is Miss Natalie Lacombe, and. I love saying her name. <laughs> I know. She's up in Canada. Better you than me. I'd mess I that up. I love it. She's so fun. Um, I've met her a couple times presenting at different conferences. And she, you're actually going to hear from her after Lindsay about soft skills creating strong bonds. She's a leadership and career coach. And she she actually says that she takes um, – she, she says that she takes um, – having fun and joy, finding joy very seriously. <laughs> I love that. I just love it. 
So that is her, you know, you're going to hear her talk about also emotional intelligence and, and creating relationships, um, you know, things that are so simple, like being a really awesome, active listener. How simple is that? But how hard is that to do? Oh. I'm listening. I know you're listening. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, she's amazing. After after we hear from Miss Natalie, I love that, is Michelle Blakely, who is freaking amazing as well. Um, and she is, she's a creator of See Jake and Jane Train. Yes. And you're going to hear, because I did ask her, like, where'd the name come from? Where did the, the Jake come from? Mm-hmm. Um, but she says she helps fitness people build successful businesses. She talks about branding. And again, all of this goes into not just a successful fitness business, but being a successful person and marketing yourself. Um, and, you know, anything down from like logos to colors to your tone to, you know, quiet the noise of everyone else and start solving a problem for yourself. It, it's pretty amazing to hear from these women. So, it, and then. And then, if that's not all, all right, to lead it up, to finish this off, uh, Joanna Maslowski um, is another bombshell. She is just, she's, she is seriously in the business of fitness. There is a lot of business going on A lot of business here. going on with her, and I and know. She's also a trail runner. Oh, she's an amazing. An avid trail runner. Amazing. And you're going to hear from her talk about a career journey, a journey to executive leadership, um, and turning passion into result. Because y'all know, fitness people out there, we do what we do out of the goodness of our heart. We're very passionate. But guess what? Your passion is not going to pay your bills, everybody. So how do we take our passion and monetize that without sounding like we're being a hard sell? Without sounding like, you know, I won't even talk to you. Give me money. It's, it, it's There's more to it. It's, an, it's just an additional layer of being a professional. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to come with it. If you ain't making dollars, you ain't making sense. So, um, you know, it, she does a really good job of just, you know, just bringing it all together and, and, you know, giving the listeners something that they can really use. Um, you know, all of these are, we, we, you know, a project that we're working on for WIFA and WIFA um, was kind enough to let us put this out onto our airways because it's good content. Um, you know, so uh, we we packaged it together and uh, you're really going to enjoy this. It's a, it's and there's a, more to come. Oh, yeah. We've got a we few more We got some coming. more bombshells coming at you as well. And, you know, we talk about, um, Joanna actually talked about educating herself. And we talk about this a lot. Like, educate yourself. Be smart. Learn. However... It's one thing to educate yourself. It's another thing to educate yourself and then apply it. And that's something that, you know, really is going to change your life. That's going to level you up. So, you know, as you listen to some of these, this is about leveling up in life. Use what some of these very successful women and men that that come on this show, learn from them. They've been through it. it. You know, these people just didn't fall onto our show because they were sitting in a closet doing nothing. These are the thinkers, the movers, the shakers. And um, let them inspire you. I love it. All right, let's go. So uh, Women in Fitness Association leaders, movers, shakers. Here we go. Enjoy.
Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Too Fit Crazy. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Welcome, Lindsay Rainwater. How are you today? You know what? I am, I'm better than I deserve to be. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know what? That's a slight to yourself. You deserve to be well. Oh, oh man. I, you know, there's, um, one of my mentors says that like better than I deserve, meaning like I am blessed. I'm infinitely blessed. Like I've got food in my pantry and water coming out my faucets and healthy kids. So I'm great. Beautiful. Well, Lindsay, I would like you to tell the listeners right now, who are you and what are you up to? Ooh, who am I and what am I up to? Well, my, my name is Lindsay Rainwater and I am, oh gosh, what am I up to? I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a dog mom. I live in Colorado. I do a lot of hiking. I founded the Women in Fitness Association. I love working with people amidst their change process and helping them traverse through the the scariness that can be organizational change. So I work with a lot of companies in the fitness industry. I write, I speak, and I've, I've been in the fitness industry since I was a teenager. So that's kind of the, the high level overview, thirty thousand foot view, of what I what I'm up to and what I'm about. And and you and you have a a you know special. Um, Topic that you uh, that you like to speak on, and that you're uh, you know you're an expert in, as we can say, um, and that is uh, emotional intelligence. Tell us mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so the 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 placeholder, the word emotional intelligence, is, in my opinion, one of the the broadest explanations of the topic I want to dive into. That's most universally known. So, like. The dictionary talks about emotional intelligence as like the capacity to be aware, to express your emotions, to handle interpersonal relationships with empathy. And what I've learned over the last, gosh, 15 years, but really concentrated the last 11 years of my life is that this is the skill set that breathes light into every other place of my life. When I really honed in on this category, everything else started to really blossom. And so for me, I studied, you know, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, or, um, yeah, Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hours of mastery. And I know for me, I, I've hit my 10,000 in the area of studying this topic. And it's really important to me to then give back and teach other people about the topic of emotional intelligence. So how do you go about teaching emotional intelligence? And please keep your answer to 10,000 hours or less. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Okay. So, so to me, um, going about teaching emotional intelligence is helping wake something up within yourself. That's already there. So I don't subscribe to the idea that there's anything wrong or that I need to fix anything about my emotional state. It's more about learning and becoming in tune with what's already there and what I already know. Woo, it's a little, can be a little woohoo or a little heady, but, um, and I'm fully, I, I will say this too, like everything I'm talking about right now is under the umbrella of emotional intelligence learning about yourself and your innate qualities. And for some people, 
that doesn't work. Like they, they're not interested in going beyond the top level information that they, they know about themselves. So I will just go ahead and put a big blanketed umbrella over the top of this conversation that like, um, for me, it's, it's about going deeper. Every time I go deeper and get really interested in about the ways that I can expand my capacity, really cool things happen in my life. So I, I've been on this hot pursuit to learn about myself for a really long time on purpose because cool things happen. So now I'm addicted to it. Like I want to keep, I, I don't want to stop growing, you know? Um, so here's what I know about un- unpacking this existing quality in yourself that just needs to be woken up is my favorite mentor, Gay Hendricks, in his book, The Big Leap, talks about the problem. And that's how he talks about it in his book, is it is the problem. If you can unpack this problem, you will be enlightened to all different ways of looking at your life. And that problem is called the upper limit problem. And what the upper limit problem is, is it is your own way of putting on the brakes on positive energy in your life. So how do you unconsciously turn down your own internal thermostat setting so that you cap off your capacity for feeling good? So as human beings, we have not been around that long to the place where not that long ago we were hunting and gathering and we were fighting for our lives and our ability to just relax into our current day and age. It hasn't been that long that we've been in that place where we can actually enjoy things going well and, and let that process grow. And so you'll notice, like I, I notice in my own life, one of the ways that I upper limit myself is I will do something or do, you know, I will go and I'll do a kind act for someone. I'll hold a door. I will look the cashier in the eyes, you know, very simple examples. And then like two seconds later, I'll have this debilitating thought about, I wonder if my child is okay at daycare. And it's like this sad thought and it just flies in out of nowhere (laughs) and it doesn't even make any sense. But it's this internal unconscious way of me not letting myself feel good about that thing I just did by welcoming in a negative thought to negate it. And we unconsciously do that, whether it's about our money management, our careers, our relationships. You know, it's like it's that is my husband okay right now versus my husband is okay right now. Like he's great. Like he's at his job site doing his thing, doing his work. I don't need to worry about him. Like it's innately, it's innately wired that we feel bad before we feel good. So that's kind of the first thing is recognizing the problem, how it shows up in your life. And then from there, harnessing the awareness and and what to do next. So let's put this into practice. As the CEO, as the founder of the Women in Fitness Association, obviously emotional intelligence is very important for the fitness professional, for anyone in the business of fitness, you know, throw that out there. How do people benefit from this? You know, are there specific examples or maybe, you know, just kind of words of wisdom that you could give to our, you know, women in fitness professionals Mm -hmm. out there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, what I've come to realize now over the last 10 years is that my personal development and my interest in this topic 
runs the same trajectory as my growth in my career and my personal relationships. So the more interested I am in my own understanding of myself, the better I get at being in service of other people. And so for me, in order for WIFA to be good, I got to be great, right? And in order for WIFA to be great, I have to be excellent. And the, the tool that I just am obsessed with when it comes to this emotional intelligence is, and this resonates for me as a, a, a fitness individual, is the way our body informs us of these things. So I don't know about you guys, like Brian and Christine, like when you guys get stressed out, do you feel, like I personally get stressed headaches. I get stressed headaches. I get, I feel it in my neck and my upper shoulders and my back. Do you, can you guys relate to that? Do you feel pain when you get stressed out? Uh, not a whole lot. I do. But, but I, yeah, but I understand it. I, you know, there have been times for sure, but not, yeah. not often. I mean, I don't know who's stressed lately. I don't know what anyone would be stressed about lately. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Stay calm. We're calm, everybody. I know, right? Um, You know, and and and, but but I do get it. I you know I do I do um, practice some of these things myself. You know, just feeling what we feel uh, and 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 really working working our way through it. uh, you know, I even I even lecture with kids on it about you know in, in relation to emojis and things like that. You know, instead of looking at a picture, like what does it feel like, and um, yeah. it, you know, and, and working with that right. as as a strength and a weakness. You know, or what what are they? Um, mm. You know, you mentioned the the, the fight or flight. And, uh, you know, flight is not a weakness. Flight is survival at times. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so they, they all play the role, um, you know, and, and in women and in men, you know, get these macho dudes. Uh, you know, it, it, it works. Uh, they, they, they need this more than anybody. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, your body knows. So Christine, like, I don't know about you, but you're, you're, so we have different zones in our body that hold different emotions. So sadness, grief, that feeling resides in our chests. So that heavy compression in your chest above, like, so for women, it's like around, like beneath our throat up in that zone where you, when you get choked up, when you, people say like, I feel choked up, like you literally feel it right there in your chest and anger resides in our shoulders and our upper back. And usually we feel enthusiasm or anxiousness in our stomachs. And so being able to tune into those feelings and name them where they're landing in your body creates a tremendous amount of responsibility for you in a positive way to name it and harness it and then move forward. So it's very hard if you're not able to name that energy and then go, oh my God, I feel super stressed out. My shoulders are just screaming. Wow. Name it and then go, all right, what's next on my calendar versus plowing through without acknowledging that emotion. Why, why is this lost on so many people? Ugh. Brian. Oh man. <laughs> My husband it's, it's, says I have no heart. So <laughs> well, there's that. It's, it's inconvenient. It's really inconvenient. Yes. Uh, you know, it is like it's, so it's really inconvenient to feel our feelings. It's really inconvenient to, um, be, to have a level of body intelligence where you don't have a choice but to listen. So as fitness professionals, when we, when we have an injury and we're out there like pushing through the energy, we only get a certain amount of time that we get to do that before it gets worse. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Like 
So our bodies are the same way when it comes to chronic, chronic stress, fatigue, and overriding our emotions. Like most people have midlife crises because they've overridden the way they've felt for so many years that eventually that time clock stops and they don't, they have like a breakdown. You know, so many people in our society, it's like, my husband left me and he bought a sports car at 45 and I've never seen, you know, all these things happen. It's like, well, there was probably decades of unaddressed emotion that never got named, that never got harnessed because they needed to keep going. You got to get to work. You got to get the kids to school. You got to pack the lunches. You got to pay the bills. Like our life is so intense just as American citizens or global citizens that we don't give ourselves the time to actually say like, I feel fucking pissed and feel angry, <laughs> feel it in your shoulders. Don't feel it at somebody like feel it and like go hit a punching bag. Don't like emotionally punch your spouse and then move on. But because we never name it and tame it, it becomes part of our being somewhere else. It just gets saved for later and we eventually melt down. But Brian, answer your question. It's like super inconvenient to stop and feel your feelings. Sure. Want to just get onto the action, sure. right? Absolutely. No, it was it was the answer that I that I thought myself. And when find asking. your outlet. You and, know, we run like that's like our therapy. We're we're healed of so many things, and we go out and we feel those emotions when we run. Yep. Yeah. And and I absolutely. think absolutely. And I, I really think that most people see it as a flaw, and when it's oh, not, yeah. and, and you know, it, it, it's something that can be addressed and improved, and and great, like you said, everything blossoms. Yep. Yeah, what it, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you see somebody crying? The first phrase, stop crying, right? It's yeah. like you don't want to be – it's it's tough to be around. You don't want to – and you immediately think it's about you, right, instead of that person processing their emotion because they're trying to move through something. And if you – I mean imagine a place where – imagine a workplace where there was zero passive-aggressive behavior and how much work would get done <laughs> if no one if no one was taking their emotions or feelings out on anybody else and they were owning it imagine how productive of an environment that would be it's i could only dream shangri-la <laughs> <laughs> so you know really the the whole purpose of my enthusiasm around emotional intelligence is that like it starts with self-awareness when you're self-aware and you've done the work to learn about yourself that then gets to be leveraged because you take responsibility for yourself you don't put things on other people and so you open up a whole new world of energy for yourself to draw on and then you don't break down you don't get injured because you're on you're you're regularly feeling your feelings as they come you're processing them, and then you're moving on into action instead of letting your action be propelled by your emotions. You know, you've got to process them and then move forward. And then by doing so, it unlocks this whole new world that you get access to because of that awareness. Lindsay, it has been an yes. absolute pleasure and honor to uh, <laughs> have you, the CEO, the owner, the creator, the mastermind behind the Women in Fitness Association, making changes worldwide, bringing people together, empowering fitness professionals. And really, we thank you for this. And we hope that uh, you continue on this mission. Oh, absolutely. I, I think of no better way. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Natalie. Lacombe, how are you today? 
I'm absolutely wonderful. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Now fix my pronunciation. I actually don't need to. You did it perfectly. (gasps) Natalie. Just like with the tea. Christine, I tell you all the time, you're perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely perfect. She never says it back. Oh, geez. So we are super excited to speak with you and bring you on to the show today because our listeners from around the world need to hear more from you. So this is a loaded question. Who are you and what are you up to? Um, I am a leadership and career coach for the fitness industry. I am passionate about helping regular people find more joy in movement. I'm passionate about helping fitness professionals find more joy in their careers and um, helping fitness managers find more joy out of leadership. So joy is the running theme of all of that. Um, And so that we can all have really thriving careers related to movement and leadership. And now where are you coming to us from today? I am coming to you today from sunny, beautiful Montreal, Montreal, Quebec in Canada. So I I come from up north. Um, I moved back to Montreal about a year ago. I'd been in Toronto. Um, I was the vice president of CanFit Pro, which is um, the largest certifying and education body in the fitness industry up here, um, and moved back home about a year ago to be closer to family and uh, friends and launched the second half of my career. And and you have you know obviously a wealth of knowledge and and uh, and experience in the field, but you come to us today with something special. You have a, an area of expertise, and 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 what is it that uh, that you bring to us today? I my focus that I'd love to chat with you guys about today is um, how soft skills create strong bonds, and how that type of collaboration is really the best way for us to thrive in our careers in the fitness industry. Now, tell us what are soft skills? (laughs) Um, Soft skills are uh, essentially, if you want to pull it up to uh, emotional intelligence, the way that we create um, and hone and build relationships, those are the soft skills. So if you think about the, the hard skills in opposition of our industry, it would be everything related to program design, movement patterns, choreography, music, everything else that we tend to spend a fair bit of time on. Um, the soft skills is everything related to relationships. And so how we work with one another, with our supervisors, with our employees, with our colleagues, with our participants, our members, everything related to um, the the relationship part of what we do, everything that really makes us unique, um, that makes people compelled to spend more time with us and to want to build better bonds and relationships with us. I mean, we, we don't handle people. We work with people, right? Correct. Right. We're not cattle. Um, so, <laughs> so, so tell us, how is the way that, that, you know, tell us more, explain it to us even better, further, you know, in a business standpoint and how it works for everything. Of course. You know, I find one of the reasons I, I focus on this is I find that, um, a lot of us are feeling what I like to call a competition crisis. Um, I, a lot of the club owners and managers that I work with have a fair bit of anxiety when another club or business or studio or low cost, um, club 
um, opens up really close to them. And, and that anxiety of like, I'm going to lose people. The personal trainers will feel the same way when somebody else that's their colleague will get a different certification that they feel might pull people towards them. Um, group fitness instructors will feel it when another person is, launches an online or digital programming and they don't necessarily have that. And I find that pull of competition um, brings us to a place of scarcity and when we see the world through a place of scarcity, that's when we get the anxiety. That's when we're like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. And we tend to isolate ourselves from other people versus looking at the world through a place of abundance, which is there is, oh my God, plenty to go around. Remembering that, especially in our industry, only eight to 10% of people actually exercise in a structured environment. There's a lot of opportunities to go around. Um, and when we can be really... Um, self accept ourselves really, really well, we tend to become a magnet for the people that are the same and want to collaborate and want to support us in our future endeavors in our career, whatever those ones will be, you know. I find it interesting that you hear a lot right now in leadership in particular, the idea of, you know, working with like-minded people. Like-minded people is nice when you want to feel validated um, and when you feel like whatever your ideas are are really powerful and other people feel the same way, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's positive. I would invite us to work on our self-acceptance to become a magnet for people who are heart-centered. Maybe like-minded, but even more importantly, heart-centered those people that do want to collaborate and help us move forward. So we kind of stay away from that competition crisis um, and anxiety that goes along with that. So tell us now for the, for the fitness professional or just the, I mean, maybe you just are someone that's in the fitness industry. What are some pieces of advice that you could give? Maybe some specific things that go along with these soft skills, because it's one thing to say, you need to have better relationships. It's yes. another thing to say, here's, here's how. Correct. Um, and so the, the way that, that I explain these is I actually take my positivity really seriously. Um, it's something that I work on. People are like, oh, you're always so happy and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, I work on, I work on this. <clears throat> you know what? Um, I, I'll, I won't use a French word. I work on this. I work on this for reals. It's no joke. I work on it constantly. And so in order to have a positive mindset, there's a few things that we need to do. If we're talking practically, my first suggestion would be um, to not start the day on your phone because what you will see is on social is everybody else that you can see is competition and how they're being successful. And you start the day from a place of I'm not doing enough. You start the day from a place of anxiety and scarcity, like we talked about before. And so focus on what you need to do to set your goals and um, be in a place where you don't. Plus, when we wake up in the morning, we still have a bit of cortisol in us. And so that stuff hits us even harder. Um, and it's a horrible way to, to start the day. So in practicality, that would be it. In soft skills, there's a few things that are really, really key. One of them being, or the most important one being, um, communication. And the piece of that that I would say we all need to work on, especially in this industry, is listening and active listening. We are talkers, we are advice givers, we are sharers, we are cheerleaders, we are all of these things. We forget from time to time that active listening means actually listening to the person who's communicating with us um, so we can get their message as well as possible versus thinking about what we're going to respond. 
Um, and so active listening is a skill that I think everybody should really work on um, in order to become a better communicator and therefore a better listener. And that way we can find those ways to align with other people with whom we actually do want to collaborate. And, and, and how about now in a business setting? Um, yes. you know, how about the soft skills? Where do, where do we apply them? How do we apply them? I actually, that's actually one I have, I have leaders do the, the listening one. I have people listen to somebody for 60 seconds and you could see on their faces, like we have to make them sit on their hands. It's really <laughs> hard for us to listen to people. Even my executive um, leadership coaching clients will do the same thing. Switching it over to the next piece um, of it, where we would go as it relates to the soft skills is definitely coming from that shifting towards mindful optimism. And so looking how we can accept ourselves as much as possible, focusing on self-acceptance, essentially discovering who we are, what our strengths are, um, what our challenges are, celebrating the imperfections. The more we are comfortable with ourselves, the more it's easier to attract other people towards us. So self-assessment and self-acceptance are the two biggest ones as it relates to soft skills and leaders that I would have us focus on. Um, because if we, you know how you can really tell that somebody's not comfortable in their own skin, it's really hard to work with people like that and collaborate with people like that. And if you are a leader and not comfortable in your own skin, it's really hard to create growth mindsets for your team if you are not somebody who's willing to accept the things that aren't perfect about yourself. It makes feedback tough. It makes performance reviews a living hell. And so it's really important to be able to work on yourself and come to that place of awareness and acceptance of yourself. I think Brian's laughing over here. I, I just because... want to like record you and like just bring you around. <laughs> just hit play. <laughs> it's so nice. You, know you nailed you... it though. Yeah, for sure. I'll give you a tip when it comes to feedback. This is a tip that um, is really easy because people ask for feedback and they're like, hey, can you give me some feedback? And you're like, no, you're great. And then we move on with our lives. My, my, my biggest tip when it comes to feedback, anybody that you would work with, and maybe that's what everybody can do is pick one colleague, pick a supervisor, pick a client, pick a participant, and you're going to say, can you please share with me as I'm working on improving, can you please share with me one thing I can do more of and one thing I can do less of? And that's it. Because then it helps people actually trigger ideas of what that's going to be and then put ourselves in a place where we can do active listening when they do share it with us. Because really the only thing that should come out of that conversation of our mouth when the person's sharing that is thank you. I really appreciate your feedback. I'm going to take all of this on and see if there's anything I need to follow up with you. And that's it. As opposed to, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is usually the word that comes after feedback. But if we can just, one thing I can do less of, one thing I can do more of, creates an opportunity for more feedback, better communication, better listening, um, and better relationships. And it goes back to that relationships and communication. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful. Oh. And <laughs> seriously, it has been, uh, it is always wonderful to, for Brian and myself. We, we, we work on our skills all the time because we just sit back and we get to listen to the most amazing advice and intelligent people out there. Right, Brian? Yeah. I, I mean, even in my household, we have, we have two rules, right? Two main rules. There are many rules. <laughs> you know, I have three boys, so it's like lift the, lift the seat when you're, you know, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but in all seriousness, uh, it's be a good listener and make good choices. 
I said, if you can do those three, those two things, like you're going to be all right. If you can just be a good listener, right? And, and, and in more ways than one, not just listen to the rules or authority and all those things, uh, you know, which is important in school and whatnot, but, you know, and, and just make good choices off of those. And, and I think that you're going to be okay. And, you know, it just kind of comes into developing some soft skills for the lads, uh, you know, so that they can, um, you know, get a little bit more than, you know, do as I say, you know. So before we, before we go, I have one last question for you. Now, you are an active member, very involved with the Women in Fitness Association. And what, what was your reason for getting involved with them? Why do you love it? And what do you think? Hmm. I, I actually joined WIFA right at the, at the very beginning. I, and the reason I did that is because I think I've been quite spoiled as that in that I've never felt like being a woman has stopped me from anything. Um, I think I was raised by a feminist. Uh, one of my longest employees is a feminist and I'm quite sure my husband is a feminist. And so I've been really lucky that I've had every, I had two older brothers and I had every single opportunity that my brothers had in the same expectations that my brothers had. Um, but I realized that um, I have a lot of compassion for other women that don't necessarily feel that. And until everybody has those same opportunities, I think it's important for us to contribute to that and support one another and mentor and coach um, and give ourselves those platforms to be able to shine a light on the women that are there. And WIFA allows me to do that um, better than any other organization that I've worked with. And so that's why I'm a proud member. Thank you so much for coming to speak with us today. And I know that all the listeners out there are going to uh, listen just a little bit better, <laughs> be a little bit more active in their listening and their soft skills. I, we really appreciate it. And I hope that everyone gets a chance to listen to you and really, you know, kind of reach out to you if needed. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. It's been a great time. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Natalie. You know where we're at today, Brian? We got a special guest. Michelle Bleakley, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Well, fantastic. Thank you for being on with us. Best day ever. Best day ever. Can't wait till tomorrow. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, Michelle, tell us, who are you and what are you up to? Certainly. So, hi, everyone. I'm Michelle Blakely. I own C, Jake, and Jane Train, and I help powerful fitness professionals become brilliant business people. So, I was a trainer for years, had my own thing, won some awards, loved my clients, full book of business healthy income. And then minutes before I was going to open my own studio, I got some incredible advice to change gears and become someone that helps other fit pros, studio owners and personal trainers, be better at the business side of what they do. So that's what I do. And I do it right now with CJ and Jane Chering through coaching and online courses. How did you come up with the name? I'm sorry. We have to stop there first. I know. I know. Well, and I'm a little conflicted about the name. So I don't think I can ask you to edit this part out. But um, <laughs> I was originally uh, C. Jane Train, and I was going to only help um, female fitness professionals. Uh -huh. So I'd been in the industry 10 or 15 years at that point, and I saw that when we started looking at 
studio ownership and small business ownership, there were fewer and fewer women. Um, so I was like, well, I'm a feminist. And so I'm going to help those women run their businesses better. And then the industry events I was going to, my most popular question was, do you have this for men? <laughs> and then I would talk to the four women that were at the event because I was mainly going to strength conditioning type events because I was heavy in the NSCA. Um, and a few very, very high qualified business professionals and advisors to me uh, said, Michelle, come on, you gotta, you gotta open this up to men. Um, they're your, they're your clients too. They're your demographic too. They need your help. So then I did a quick DBA instead of reincorporating and transitioned into see Jake and Jane train. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, I don't know if your audience remembers, you know, they were originally Dick and Train, Dick and Jane mm -hmm. books. Right. Right. I did a quick impromptu poll of the male trainers in my community <laughs> and colleagues. That did not fly very well, everyone. That was not a winner. So we liked the symmetry of Jake and Jane. So we switched it up there. So that's how that's how that. Well, name came to be fair enough. And, uh, you know, on behalf of all men, uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're needy and uh, we need you uh, just the same. I guess that's a good yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a good intro into um, or that great segue into the Women in Fitness Association, because you are a pretty, uh, pretty active member of WIFA. So. I guess, you know, obviously you want to help out women, but what was your draw to WIFA? What do you, what do you love about that? I was actually thrilled WIFA came on the scene because I had been looking for something like it for years and did not have the bandwidth to create it myself. I just, you know, I mean, I know I'm talking to Wonder Woman right now, but I personally <laughs> was not uh, willing to embark on that endeavor myself. And I saw one or two people try to start something up. And for me, it just wasn't really resonating in terms of a women only fitness professional group. Um, and then when Lindsay and Morgan came on the scene, I was just thrilled because I saw they were really uh, launching this supportive network and organization to help elevate women fitness professionals and i i just i immediately fell in love with it and so i do whatever i can to help you know what's awesome is that we hear from all of these amazing women that have had so much experience so many years in the industry who are so willing to say we want to help we want to mentor we i mean yes. it's amazing that I think the best people in the world that have, you know, the most experience just want to give it away or help. Give it away. Right? Yep. Yeah. So they can keep their own. It, right. They got to give it away. And I don't know if we're talking about anything too sensitive right now, so forgive me, but like I just did two uh, webinars. I guess technically they're meetings. I don't really understand the distinction. <laughs> but anyway, they were interactive. They were helpful um, for people. They were helpful for people. And a couple, some of the feedback I got was, wait, complimentary? Mm -hmm. Like it was free? And I was like, well, yeah, everybody's freaking out. And I know how to do this. So here, do it like this. You know, I was just, I was just showing. And um, 
and I'm not big on free, right? right? Like I'm the one who helps trainers and studio owners with the business side of what they do. Money is a good thing <laughs> and we need to be charging for our services, you know? But um, yeah, I, I absolutely see that a lot. And I'm always so touched when my mentors and people in my life, Christy, just like what you're saying, are willing to help me. And I pause for a minute like, oh my gosh, they're not asking anything of me. They're just, they just want to help. And it's that's really wonderful. But that's the best. That's when people know people will come to you. And again, I've, I've learned this too, to, to throw that out there that, you know, you do give things away and people will remember that. And when they do need that personalization, they do need something you have created value and people will right. say, go right. to, you know, go to Michelle, go to Brian, go to Christine because they, yeah. they're the people to go to. And then when, when money is the issue, money, becomes not the issue because they're willing to pay for right. that great product. Um, so I appreciate that you share that with everyone as well, because it is, you know, our expertise is a value, but there is something to be said for earning that value as well. Right. So tell just us, demonstrating. That yeah. You care. Yeah. So tell us now, Michelle, get into, you've got some areas of expertise. Um, what, what, uh, what are you going to talk about today and share with us? Yeah, so today I'm really thrilled. Um, it's part of a, the inspiration came from WIFA. They were, they've asked some of us, uh, to work on some projects for them and put some things together. And the one that, uh, they recommended I dive into was about branding, which really sort of surprised me. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, sometimes we don't know where, um, as good at certain things as we are or have as much experience with certain things as we do. And so this has been a super fun project for me because I do this all the time with my independent trainers and my studio owners. Um, what I would like to share with all of you guys today super quickly on this chat is the importance of quieting the noise, really finding what's important to you and your mission, whether it's your career or your business or your position as a leader in another business in the fitness world, and then making sure the messages you're sending out match. Because my argument is when we don't make the time to work on our branding and our messaging and the ideas we're sending out there and the way they're sending them out, we're immediately starting off on the wrong foot, right? Like people are either a little bit confused, uncertain, unsure. They don't know what their next step is. They don't understand what the priority is. So step one for anybody listening that's interested in diving into this would be quiet the noise, Stop listening to what everyone else tells you, how you should look or how you should be or what your fitness company should do and really get down to what you really want to do and what you really want to solve for your clients. Okay. So a lot of the advice out there is what do you really sell? I'd like you to think about what you really solve. And when you work through those layers, um, one great trick and way to do that is to ask the question, well, 
what am I really solving? And you answer it, right? Like I'm like, oh, I help trainers with the business side of what they do. Eh. But what am I really solving? Oh, well, I help trainers love their work again. Oh, that's better. Okay, good. Right? I want you to ask that what question like seven times, okay, until you really get to your true what. And then we back up and we look at what our logo looks like, what our colors look like, the tone of how we're phrasing things. Um, and it doesn't match, right? If it's a really – like so for me, I'm not an enormous company. I don't have 200 coaches on staff to meet every big fitness company's needs, right? I'm a small mom and pop shop with a good support team, but I'm very interested in that connection and addressing my clients' problems very specifically and in a really tailored way. And I'm only interested in addressing their business problems. You have program design problems. That's not what I, that's not what I do. Okay. So getting honest about that, what you really want to do is a key to making sure your branding speaks to that. The other component is I'd encourage everybody to evaluate their messaging. So a lot of times it's just too much. I know you do 50 fabulous things. <laughs> I know <laughs> you're out there. I'm one of you, right? But no, we've got to communicate just the one or maybe two things that you do, right? I also write, I present, I take interviews, I do all kinds of different projects for my clients. But when I'm talking about my company, I'm just saying online courses and coaching. If I got into all that other stuff, my listener would sort of get confused. The second piece to that, and that is really, really hard for overachievers, <clears throat> which I think is a lot of your listeners potentially, right? It's hard for us to pull back and just list one or two things that we do. Um, secondly, one of my most important takeaways for you guys, if any of this is resonating with you, is your messaging. When you're sending out a newsletter blast or a um, correspondence with a potential client or your homepage pop-up or whatever, whatever it is, right? What is the one message you're sending out? And what is the one next step you want for them? Because too often, let's talk about like onboarding a potential new personal training client. I'll see these three paragraph emails talking about all these great things about the gym and blah, blah, blah. And we could do this for you and we could do that for you. And then, you know, it's unclear to the client what the next step is, right? I need you to make that messaging really succinct. And I'm going to argue that is all part of your branding because you need to immediately own that you're the leader and show them what the next steps are for them to enjoy your business and all the great things you offer. I think that would be... <laughs> 
some of the branding concepts in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. What, what did I do? Did I talk too much? No, no that was it was perfect. It was everything. Very thorough. Right. We loved it. I think <laughs> what some things that kind of stuck out for me is that when we're younger, we're we're taught to create these. Um, you know, applications for college and then these resumes for jobs. And it's all about wow. compiling every single thing that we've done oh. and try and get as much as possible jammed in there to make ourselves stand out. And it's funny because as we get older, it actually is yeah. the opposite. Like you, yeah. you've done all of this yeah. and that's what makes you shine. But now, we want you to specify, even think about, you know, you're not just a doctor, you're specifying your, you know, your specific doctor. And now with fitness, the most successful people out there are people who are within a certain niche. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's again, and I think it takes a long time. It, it's I've definitely been guilty of it, like you said, that, you know, you're, you're standing out there trying to give all of your accolades and everything you do and certified. And I did this and this and it's no, Christine, just tell us. Here's what you yeah. need to do. Here's here's what I can offer you. Here's your goal, and here's what I need you to do. And right. getting to that one to two, maybe three things, maybe the hardest thing. It's taken me years, and I'm still not totally yeah. there. And yes, well, we we even have a word for it. It's the the multi potentialite. Right. You know, I'm I'm one <laughs> I'm one good run away from a brilliant idea that I'll probably not do much with. So. You know, it, it, and we always kind of come up with these things, and 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 it could get you definitely can sidetrack you from you know the the main focus of what we're really good at. And I see that a lot, focusing on the business side of things for people. Yeah, if you want to do everything, you're most likely not going to be able to do it all well, or enjoy it, or really get into better and better and better solutions for your people because you're, you're spread thin or you're stretched thin. Now, if you grow your teams and if you branch out in that regard, you get more traction that way. But even that is um, a different endeavor. And I agree with you, Christy, on the idea that we're told to put everything out there and everything down. And so I want to honor, it's very, very hard to let some of that go, right? Like it's hard not to have one of your awards listed on your signature. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to write (laughs) all seven of your certifications on your business card, right? But if we get in the helicopter and think, well, what is the end goal, right? The end goal is to help such and such do such and such, right? It depends on your business mission. Then is that really relevant at that point? Couldn't they get that answered if they wanted to know? It's powerful. The flip side to that too. Yeah, the flip side to that too for me is we're make, not in a selfish or self-absorbed way, but we're making it about us, Right. When I need you guys to know everything about my background and I was a professional modern dancer and I won these awards and I made this much a month working 14 hours a week and blah, blah. Like, okay, great. Like we've already got you on the podcast. You know, (laughs) we're sold. Stop selling. Right. It's sort of that concept, but it's also, I'm not allowing room to listen 
to the person I'm connecting with. When we're succinct and our branding is really clear and I meet somebody at a trade show, I'm like, oh, yeah, I help the pros with the business of what they do. You know, what do you do? I can really, that's it, you know, four seconds. I can really start listening to them and where they're at and what they need, um, right? No, so that's, that's a nice aspect, I think, of, of clarity in your branding, for sure. Um, I think we should all have, we should all be working on our own 30-second pitch. How about that? Always. Oh, love it. You know. I've got a worksheet. You want to give it to your people? I've got a worksheet. I've got the elevator. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I give it to clients, but I give it to you guys. Um, elevator speech, right? Mm-hmm. Old school for all the younger ones listening. We can explain what that is. And then the one-liner. Yeah. Right? I love it. That's Send it our way. So when someone asks on the airplane, right? what we're about Absolutely. to get off. And they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I change lives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not getting into right? it, but that's what I do. I change lives. Right, right. Google so me. And you see these AirPods I have on? That means I don't want to talk, okay? So you stay in your airplane seat. I'll stay in my airplane seat. Yeah, right? Oh, oh here, here. Well, Michelle, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. And I think our listeners absolutely are going to get a lot out of what you have just given them and divulged from your own personal experiences. And if they don't, it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. I have to say, this has been absolutely wonderful, and I really appreciate it. I hope I... I hope I've delivered some value. Um, it's also been a bit painful. I think I have a rib out. Oh. So every time you guys have made me laugh, <laughs> I've got this like shooting. So it was, you know, it was this bittersweet, wonderful experience. And I'll absolutely send that doc over to you guys too. You can share it. Oh, you're the um, best. Excellent. With your people if they want. Sorry about that rib. Yeah. I mean, kind of. We like making people laugh, but. Yeah. But... Right. Like, it's okay. Sorry, it's, not it's, sorry. You know, it's a good kind of pain. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right, Michelle, you have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. You're welcome. It's my pleasure, you guys. If anybody needs anything, Michelle at cjakeandjanetrain.com. And I've really been an honor to be on this. All my best to you guys. Excellent. Thanks. So you know where it's at, Brian? Right here, right now. Amazing day. The present. Yes. And uh, we have another amazing, amazing guest sitting down and talking with us today. So tell us quickly, who are you and what are you up to? Excellent. Hi, everybody. My name is Joanna Meslowski. I'm the Chief Operating Officer for the Wellbridge Company. We own multi-sport athletic clubs and spas um, across the United States. And um, I am also a mother of my son, Cole. He is nine I'm an active trail runner and um, lover of cooking. So that is a little bit about me. Amazing. And where are you coming to us from today, Joanna? No problem. Yes, I am looking out at the beautiful mountains in Denver, Colorado. Oh, beautiful. Love it. All right, we'll close our eyes from the from the Jersey Shore and just imagine that we're seeing those beautiful mountains. So definitely. All right, so this is this is where we're going today. You obviously um, have a wealth of knowledge and experience, and we want to talk a little bit today about some of your expertise, but what I want to know first is you are an advocate of WEFA, the Women in Fitness Association. Why in the world are you 
such an active member? And what do you love about this? Absolutely. So I truly believe in um, professionals sharing their knowledge and their experience and their visions for the future, and that that will make us all better. And whether that's uh, through WIFA, which is uh, one organization, whether it's through a running organization, whatever that is, I truly believe in the collective power. And um, so that's why I enjoy uh, participating in the WIFA events and um, the direction that WIFA is going in regards to bringing more women up in the uh, fitness profession. I think it's fantastic, and... um, and there are so there's such great energy and opportunity out there, um, and bringing that vision and opportunity to the women is fantastic. So now you're in Denver, also Lindsay Rainwater, the creator CEO of WIFA, is in your area. Do you do you know each other? What's the what's the relationship there? Well, we um, we met uh, we've met a couple years ago at URSA and other events like that can't even remember all the opportunities, um, but we have also been recently able to work together over the last year and a half, two years um, for the Wellbridge Company. Lindsay has been able to come on as our fitness development director, and so Lindsay and I work together on a daily basis to drive, um, specifically at this point, to drive our personal training development across the company, but also to uh, coordinate and communicate with our teammates in support of their success in general. Wow. So let's talk about this. You have a certain expertise you're going to talk to us and talk to our listeners around the world about today. So what do you have for us today? What do you have for our listeners to share? No problem. Um, Wisa had um, asked me to potentially share a little bit about my career journey. Um, And so the topic that I would love to share with the listeners is a journey to executive leadership and really um, the opportunity to understand, um, coach to, and um, and have the opportunity to visualize executive leadership, whether it's for someone, uh, um, someone that they're coaching or mentoring, or it's for themselves, and that it truly is possible for anyone who has a vision for it or wants to coach to it, um, and that, um, that also that the journey is by no means a straight path, and there's not one way to do it, and that... Um, I truly believe that experiences in your professional life, in your personal life, and um, and your and the way you educate yourself are the are the components that need to come together in order to pursue um, a, a career of executive leadership. If that is so, uh, what someone would choose. So, what would you tell someone at you know they're starting out, they're in the fitness industry, or they're a fitness professional right now? What are some steps? To, stay, to take it from, you know, I, I, I'm, I do fitness to I'm in the business of fitness. Sure. So fitness is an amazing business, um, but truly is a business, right? Um, we bring that, the, the great thing about it is we can bring all that energy and passion and purpose, and I truly believe that that will bring us results. But in between there, we have to acknowledge that there is, uh, that do have to learn the financial side, the people, the cultural side, um, not just energizing people, but um, truly um, showcasing to them what it means to run the fitness business. Um, and, and so that's, we have to put all of that together 
but continually remind ourselves of that purpose and passion, but that it has to turn into a result. And I think that's where um, we have a lot of energy and passion in purpose, and we, we know a lot about that as fitness professionals, but we need to help the industry coach on more business practices. You know, you know, the fitness industry is very funny because, you know, our, our, the people in the industry, they just don't have the business acumen, you know, or, or they, that's not why the reason why they're in the business. You know, they're in the business because their passion is fitness. And, you know, their 10,000 hours, so to speak, are, are, are elsewhere. They're not in business. Um, you know, and, and it also develops like the, a bit of that entrepreneurial thing and social media and everything has developed these like entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Everybody's an entrepreneur. Right. Um, and, and they don't really always know how to go about it. Um, you know, just because you have a business doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur. Um, so how is it that you walk them through it? How do you, how do you take them? How do, how is it that you help them? Um, so for me, I, I like to uh, paint a picture of, you know, for me, I'm passionate about running. And for anyone else who's passionate about fitness, they will be able to tell a story of, okay, if, if that was my path for, let's say, I wanted to run a marathon, how would I start? What are the um, uh, things that I might run into as I was doing that? And then what's, can, I, can I visualize that finish line? And so the same I would suggest for someone that is looking to um, grow in their business acumen, become a business leader, in the um, in the fitness world, let's start with what's the trailhead? Why am I doing this? And what's the end end goal? And then what are the markers between those goals that I need to achieve in order to um, potentially get the opportunity to put myself in a position to be that executive leader? Um, and you know, it starts with your purpose and passion. Then it goes to who are the people you're surrounding yourself with, and how not only are you hearing from them and learning from them, but how are you applying those lessons to business? I think so commonly we have people that love to learn. There's so many podcasts, there's so many books, there's all these things. That's great stuff. But you, in my opinion, you always have to be able to apply that lesson to something that you are doing that's getting you towards that next result. So number one critical important point for me is if you're going to educate yourself and expecting that to turn into something for, for business, that you apply the lesson, the knowledge that you're learning to a component of your business. Once you've done that, all right, um, apply it. Now I've got to have a, a, a success or a failure. If I have a success, great, we'll get to a success point. Let's then go on that part of the trail, right? And we've got a success. And with that success, what are we going to do with it? We're not just going to keep, you know, yes, if something works, just keep doing it, right? But in order to be a true, uh, truly successful business leader, we're going to have to then increase that, uh, that net, we're going to have to go to that next step with that. So we're going to have to force ourselves, we're going to learn from other people, we're going to try some different things from, we're going to branch out from that success um, with small components of that success and try something new. So that's one way. On the failure side, if we fail, we're going we're gonna to then go in a different direction and try a different tool in that regard. So we're going to continue. Um, but on the failure side, then, we're going to have to take a different path. 
and um, we're probably in that case when we have a failure, we want to analyze more about that. We want to analyze the financial decision, the cultural decisions, the, the demographics community that we were in. Um, we want to do a little bit more analysis on what happened. And once again, whatever we learned, let's not throw the whole thing up and try everything again. Let's t use one of those things, change it, move to the next, right? Um, so those are, I guess, some components of getting to that next step. So Joanna, the this is amazing. Number one is that you're talking to two competitive endurance runners um, using using running analogies over here. Everything, just, everything in life, all of it, all of it, <laughs> which is amazing. And I love the I love the fact that you know you you're speaking to people who you know we go to conferences, you know, serial learners, right? And you'll see, I see people all the time that are reading. Oh, Christine, you need to read this book or this book or this and. And, you know, I, I really say, all right, that's great, but are you implementing what you're learning, whether it be a book or you right. go to a lecture or you do an online course, how is that helping your business? And, yep. you know, we agree, you know, we're definitely, you know, the listeners out there right now, and especially with WIFA is, you know, we're, we're mentoring people. We're, we're out there trying to share our experiences and saying, listen, here's how to implement it now go execute. And, yeah. and that I think is just such a powerful message that you just touched upon and, you know, creating your ending, whether it's an ending of a book, the ending of your story, the ending of your marathon or your race, what is that? So it, that's so powerful for people to, um, yep. people to take away. Now, is there anything specific for that, you know, fitness professional that, you know, little like pearl of wisdom that you could give? Pearl of wisdom. So uh, we just talked about that path and learning and implementing the knowledge, things like that. Um, the, I guess the piece of wisdom that I continue to learn on a daily basis is to, with all those things learned, go back to then how is that impacting, inspiring, motivating, coaching people? How is that helping people? How are we applying patience, empathy, resilience, confidence, trust, all those words, um, because ultimately, no matter what things we learn and how we apply them in business, if we don't have those things that are in our soul about how we are working with people, we can't build a big enough business on our own. We can be entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, yes, we can be entrepreneurs, but we need other people to help us get that message out. Otherwise, it's just us getting that message out. So if I would say that, number one, that the business component is what we talked about. Number two, and they don't come in one or two orders. They're not, it's not step one, but step two. Um, we need to constantly reassess um, our, our, our coaching, our leadership in regards to our teammates or um, people that are working with us or people that are purchasing our product whatever that might be. And, and I think we commonly forget about that. We talk so much about our people, our people, our staff, our associates, whatever you call them. Well, apply the same thoughts to um, to your consumer. And if you can do that, then I think you will be more successful. Amen, Joanna. 
<laughs> you know, it's so true. And, and this has been a, a common theme with, with everybody, you know, that we've, that we speak to is, you know, on behalf of WIFA is that, you know, that, that, that we've, we've heard them referred to as soft skills or, you know, emotional intelligence. And, and, and it's really, um, I, I think that's something that, that is, it's been, um, that's, that's necessary. You know, we work with people and we train people and we, and we help people. Um, you know, we don't help units. We don't help, uh, you know, we don't work with units. We don't, uh, you know, train units. We, you know, that they have heartbeats and, and, mm-hmm. and brains and, and feelings. And, uh, you know, it's just something that, um, that if we tap into it, um, if we apply it to the business end of things, you know, it just becomes more fruitful. Um, you know, it becomes more passionate and we can kind of enjoy what we do. Absolutely. And other people can enjoy it more because the more people we have telling about, whether it's the industry, our clubs, um, our classes, whatever that is, the more people we can inspire to be involved in active lifestyles. And I think ultimately it should all, it all comes back to that. That's why we get out of bed in the morning, um, whether it's for our personal active lifestyle or for others. Um, and, and that truly drives this industry and um, and that's that's what we can utilize every single day to get us back up, no matter how hard or easy the day was. Well, Joanna, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for taking time to speak with us on. I know you have a very busy schedule. I know this. So do us a favor before you leave. Will you just tell our listeners where they could find information about you or um, the way that you help the world? No problem. Um, I, I would say first to go to LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn Joanna Maslowski, last name's M-A-S-L-O-S-K-I. Um, I'm, I'm on there and always trying to learn or share on there. Um, I also am available via email at joanna.maslowski at gmail.com. Um, I also would say that I, I do have a book out there. Um, it's called Closer to Fine. It doesn't, it's not about my professional journey, but um, I think it does give a lot of examples of always Going, moving forward and bring, and, and re, um, relying on the, the, the people around you to move you forward. So those are a couple ways to get in touch with me or learn more. Tell us the name of that, that, that book again one more time. Closer to Fine, and you can find it on Amazon. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Joanna, it has been an absolute pleasure. We thank you so much, and we hope you have the best day ever. All right. You guys take care, too. All right. Thanks, Joanna.